0: This is Monocle on Design Extra. It's a short show to accompany our weekly long-form programme where we unpack everything from architecture and craft to furniture and fashion. I'm Maylee Evans. We're in Lisbon today where the recent World Architecture Festival brought together practitioners from across the globe. One highlight from the event is the awards programme where practices presented shortlisted projects live in front of jurors for the chance of an accolade. Monocle's Lisbon correspondent Gaia Lutz went along and sent us this report.
1: In Qatar,
2: the I mean, two words that I would like to associate with the atmosphere and the intention of our festival. One is refreshment, in the sense that architects can come to the festival. They can stop worrying about construction. They can stop worrying about planning and clients and consultation and money. And they can just come somewhere with people who are like them from all around the world. And it helps to remind them why they wanted to be architects in the first place. In other words, it's falling back in love with architecture.
3: Welcome to World Architecture Festival, otherwise known as WAF, the world's largest architecture gathering, and you've just heard there from its program director, Paul Finch. The festival, which encompasses a full-on agenda of keynotes and presentations, has been going on since 2008, And after three years reeling from the pandemic and convening online only, WAF finally relaunched live in Lisbon last week, uniting over 1,500 attendees in Feira Internacional Lisboa. As this year marked the sentiment of Reunited at Last, the theme chosen for this edition of the conference was Together.
2: Architects realised that actually isolation is not very good for the creative process and I think most architects would agree that things happen when people are actually physically together in the office, whether it's accidental or whether it's planned. You know, things happen with creative people in creative environments and actually your kitchen is not a creative environment, it's a kitchen. We've seen a number of design uh, initiatives that reflect post-pandemic requirements. People designing housing projects are thinking about, well, instead of a second bathroom, should we actually put a study in, in case there's another pandemic? And the number of projects with balconies is increasing. Then I think there's the question of public space and how we use it, because on the one hand, Traditionally, the notion of public space is to bring people together. Of course, if you're worried about illness, how can you simultaneously bring people together and keep them apart?
3: Now, aside from a conference featuring a stellar lineup of architects, designers and thinkers, as well as a range of exhibitors showcasing new building materials and technology, WAF's main draw is, of course, its renowned competition and awards programme.
2: We have more than 800 entries from around the world this year, divided into roughly 40 categories.
3: In a humbling moment to be able to present to you a project that's very dear to us.:
2: And then the architects and designers of the shortlisted projects have come to Lisbon so they can do live presentations. Of their entries.
4: About 100 kilometres, this is northwest London, very affluent urban area, and in
1: these we put all of these basketball courts, half basketball courts. In this new space, there is an opportunity, I think, for a suspended floor.
3: All throughout the day, shortlisted practices get to present their work in snappy 10 minute sessions, followed by a quick fire grilling from the judges. Hailing from countries as far as Iran, India, Australia and Brazil and an especially high number of entries from China this year, practices range from the globally renowned to newcomers having just completed their first ever project. That global mixed bag undoubtedly gives way to truly diverse approaches to architecture.
4: My name is Omer Arbel and I'm um, competing for the future house projects.
3: Based in Vancouver, Omer Arbel runs a creative hub of a constellation of companies structured to realize ideas of varying scales across a wide spectrum of contexts, always with a focus on materiality. This multidisciplinary approach has led Omer to a range of diverse projects such as Bocci, a lighting and glass-blowing studio he co-founded, or, as he's presented at WAF this year, the first of a series of 16 residencies on a clifftop site in the American Pacific Northwest.
4: So in this particular case, the method that we've employed has to do with these very large cedar burls. So in our region, there are huge, vast cedar forests that are all dying because of climate change it's getting too hot for them and so these very as you know in some cases 80 year old 90 year old 100 year old cedars are being cut down because they're dead and because the price of cedar has skyrocketed during the pandemic and so when they're turned into lumber we found out that the bottom meter or sometimes even up to two meters of the tree is discarded And that's because the grain pattern is too inconsistent for the lumber industry. But from our perspective, it's the nicest part of the wood. It's the strongest and it's got the most exciting grain. So we take those and we chop them into bits. And then we built this strange machine, which you may have seen in my presentation, which kind of tumbles them the way that a rock tumbler works. And what you end up are these sort of potato shapes of wood, very dramatically different from each other that are approximately anywhere between 20 centimeters in diameter to maybe 60 or sometimes 70. And so these potatoes are the sort of starting point. We bundle them up in big, giant industrial sort of sacks, and then we pour concrete around them to build the house.
3: Now, you'll probably have to Google some of the plans and images of Omer's project here to get a real sense of what it proposes. It's a splendid, cavernous underground space that opens up over the edge of a cliff. The project was highly commended by jurors at the festival for its unusual yet really innovative way of imagining a house.
4: As architects, we are confronted with a set of choices usually. A palette, as it were, of available materials and methods. Uh, You study them in school and then you enter a kind of marketplace where those things are available to you. And generally speaking, you compose based on those things that you find that are already available or developed or conventional. But I ask, why only these methods? There's an infinite amount of possibilities.
3: But it wasn't just material experimentations like OMERS that took center stage at this year's festival. There was also downright societal experimentation being presented in a range of projects.
1: You see that in all the cities. And what is also linking Madrid, Milan, Lisbon, Amsterdam is kind of a new culture of young people, millennials, that really want to do things differently. They really are purpose-driven. They're often also impact entrepreneurs. They are pioneers and they want to make a difference. And that's what we are, uh, on on that energy, we are thriving with our projects. This new generation that wants to do things different.
3: That's Mark Koller of Mark Koller Architects based in the Netherlands. Mark was also very much the talk of the town at this year's festival. In between giving a keynote and juring at the event, MKA also presented four of its shortlisted projects at WAF, all of them connected by the practice's unique vision of sustainable urban living, which reignites ideas of communal living and working.
1: What we've seen in the in the neoliberal model of the last 25 years is that cities were all driven by capital and uh, societies have been falling apart. Alienation is a huge problem, huge differences in income and in uh, access to facilities, people living almost in gated communities. This is a huge social challenge for everyone because in this way, different generations are moving apart from each other. Millennials don't own anything anymore. They don't earn anything anymore. And they are really um, challenged by investing and building a family in, uh, in the city. What we think is important is to create projects that connect these different generations again. Older people with younger people, but also wealthy people with less wealthy people, expats with local people, but also different nationalities, different cultures, because everyone is just seeking a more harmonious world where we actually know each other's neighbors again, where you can rely on each other, where you can share inspiration, but also care and uh, help each other out. It is a real estate development uh, and urban challenge, but it also affects architectural models. It demands also for new branding and community building models. And that's what we're trying to do with these residential communities or community buildings. Kind of like a revival of this idea of communal living, but then with a lot of privacy and individual freedom to live how you want, but offering the possibility to... To live together and to share a kitchen and to share a living room if you want to. It's not there's workspaces, there is artist ateliers, there is roof gardens that you can share, and there's all kinds of participatory processes in our community that allow the residents to co-design and, and decide how they spend the budget on, on the operations of, of the facilities. Many architects are struggling with the same issues of how to make really sustainable projects in a time where economic pressure is is, is enormous, when there is a financial crisis, there's an ecological crisis, and how do you then get your project realized when everything is working against you? We all present ourselves as like successful companies but at the end we're all just struggling to survive and that's what you feel this kind of compassion uh, with each other here that uh, the architect is a practice that is under threat of being extinct i think by algorithms by uh, commercial forces that uh, are incorporating architecture into real estate development models where there's no space for autonomous architecture anymore Uh, And it's really important that we come together as a culture, as a community, to redefine our values and support each other mentally.
3: Reporting from the World Architecture Festival in Lisbon, I'm Gaia Lutz.
0: Guy Lutz there reporting from the World Architecture Festival in Lisbon. You can check out all of the winners from this year's edition on the WAF website. And that's all for this week. If you're eager for more design stories, then listen to our full-length programme, Monocle on Design, airing on Tuesdays at 8pm London time. If you prefer print, then pick up a copy of Monocle magazine on all good newsstands now. Today's episode was produced by me, Maylee Evans.